Well, good morning, Cedar Creek Church. You really are there. It's so good to see you this morning. And I am thrilled and honored that you are here today. If you are new to Cedar Creek, you may be looking up here thinking, hey, I thought I was going to see this really nice looking hip guy named Pastor Philip up there speaking. And instead we get you. Yes, you get me today. I'm so sorry. I'm Danny, the campus pastor here at Banks Mill location. And from time to time, Pastor Philip gives each of the campus pastors or their designees an opportunity to speak. And so today I have that opportunity and I just want you to know I am thrilled to be here. Looking forward to sharing with you what God has laid on my heart. Before I get ready to do that, I do want to ask you, challenge you, maybe get you to help with a little deal we've got going on this coming weekend. As you're aware, if you've been here any amount of time, we have Trunk or Treat coming up um, Saturday, and it is a big deal. We'll have thousands and thousands of families coming through, and we actually this year have an opportunity not only to have a, a couple little cars set up for Trunk or Treat, but we actually have a whole baseball field that we get to have set up. And so one of the things we've done is we've looked for other ways to reach families. So we've all kind of games and activities and stuff. So I want to encourage you, if you have some time Saturday, one hour time slots is all we need. If you can just go to the app to Trunk or Treat, and when you get there, there'll be a little place you can click on if you want to volunteer, find out a whole lot more information about what we need and all the different time slots that are available. We would appreciate that. And it's important because here at Cedar Creek, we are all about connecting. And we want to connect with people. We ultimately want to help people connect to God to be brought back to him because we know that's our mission and that's what we're all about. So this is a great way to do that. So again, whether you have children or not, quite honestly, if you don't have children, you might be the prime candidate for this because families are going to want to be together running all over the place. So just check it out and see if you could give us an hour of your time next week. It will be tremendously helpful. And most of all, give us a, ch a chance to connect and love on some families. So I wanted to be sure I got out that, got that out there before I did anything else. Well, this morning, um, I want to talk to you about a topic that I'm sure all of us at some time or another um, need some guidance in and some help with, and that's this whole topic of help. Life happens, things go on in our lives, and we all need help. As a matter of fact, I'm going to throw out some scenarios to you, and I was about to tell you to imagine these with me. But truth be known, sitting here in this worship center and online, the things I'm about to share to you you don't have to imagine. For many of you, you are right here and you're going to understand what I'm talking about. But I want you to imagine just for a minute that it's two o'clock in the morning and you are sound asleep. Heavy, heavy sleep. You're just enjoying life. It's great sleeping. And all of a sudden, the telephone rings and you pick it up only to find out that a loved one, a family member, a friend has passed away. Someone that you're really, really close to. Imagine what's in your heart and imagine what goes through your mind. Or imagine that you go for a test because you know something's not right. Uh, you're having some kind of physical situation going on, so you go for a test, and the doctor's told you, we'll call you in the next couple days. Those couple days pass, and you're sitting at home, and the phone rings, and you realize this is the doctor. And the doctor simply says to you, we have a problem. We have a challenge. We have a situation. And you find out that something with you or someone that you love is bad wrong. Or what about you hear the mail truck pass by in front of your house and you realize that inside your house are a pile of bills that are piling up and up and up and you know full well the last place you want to go is to that mailbox because you know inside that mailbox are more bills to add to this stack and you are, at, you are hopeless. You do not know what to do. 
Or what about you're a parent who's tried everything you can to get your child to make right decisions, good decisions, good choices. You've poured into them to help them do that, but they continue to do dumb things and continue to make mistakes and do things that make no sense to you and continually get themselves in trouble. Or how about this last one? Um, You're in a relationship that's just falling apart. You've done everything you can to try to make that relationship work and nothing is working, nothing is helping, and that relationship is tanking and you are just at a loss of what to do. Or let me ask you this, what's your help story this morning? What's that thing that's happening in your life right now that maybe more than anything else, you would say, you know what? I need help with this. It keeps you awake at night. It wakes you up in the morning. You think about it all day. There's no freedom from it or anything else. It just continually continually comes up over and over again. Or if I, maybe I could have just asked the question this way. What do you do when the wheels are coming off? What do you do when things are totally out of your control? And what do you do when you feel powerless? And let me say this to you, by the way, um, if you don't have your help story right now in mind where you need help, I can pretty much promise you, you've either come out of a season where you needed it, or unfortunately, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer this morning, but you may be getting ready to go into your season because we all go through those seasons where we just need help. And so this morning, that's what I want to focus on a little bit, help. And I want you to know this, God wants to help you. God wants to help in the little things, but God also wants to help in the really, really big things. He, he does. He's concerned about it. He's focused on it. He knows what's going on. And he, he actually wants to help you this morning. I want you to know that. What I also want you to know is this. He may want to help in ways that you never expected him to help, or he may want to help you in ways that are a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit of a challenge for you. But I want you to know today he wants to help and he knows exactly what's going on in your life. So I want to look at this topic by looking at Psalm 121 um, and a psalm that maybe you've heard before. Maybe this will be a new new psalm for you today, but I want to focus there. And as we do that, I want you to understand real quickly a little bit of background because this, this psalm was written by pilgrims that were returning to Jerusalem. And on the surface, that doesn't sound like a big deal. But I started wrestling and thinking about in biblical times, what does that mean, a pilgrim returning to their homeland? And I started thinking about things like, well, I'm imagining these pilgrims were probably pretty concerned for their safety. Many of them had to travel for days or longer to get back to their homeland. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder if they were worried about accidents that might happen when they're traveling. Or maybe they might be worried about the animals that are part of of this whole brigade of people going back. Are they worried about what happens to their animals because that's their food food source, that's their livelihood. Or maybe they're worried about being robbed along the way because you're in the wide open for much of this journey. Or I started thinking about maybe they're concerned about their health. They're going to be gone from what they're comfortable with and what they're used to. And they're going to be out in the middle of nowhere for a season. And are they worried about any health concerns, anything that might come up while they're traveling? Maybe they're worried about their provisions. Where's their food coming from? Where's their water coming from? Are they going to have the right provisions when the rains come? Or whenever it gets really, really hot, do they have what they need to get through that time? Or maybe it's just the fear of the unknown. They're getting ready to take off on this long journey and they just don't know what they're going to meet. So I think about what they might've been facing and then I think about where we are today. And I wonder if maybe it's the same for us. Are you worried about your safety? Are you worried about the safety of your loved ones and the people that you care about? 
Are you worried about health? Are there health issues you're facing and you're dealing with or someone you know? Are you worried about how your needs are going to be met, how you're going to be provided for, how God's going to meet the needs that you have? Or maybe you're just fearful of the unknown. Something's happened in your life and you really just don't know what life's going to be like moving ahead. And with all that in mind, I want to pick up these verses. And I want you to listen with a thing that you need help with on the forefront of your mind. I want you to listen as I read these words. Because God's got something to say to you today. And his word says this. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. And we're going to break that down in just a minute. We're going to look a little bit more at the help that God offers us. But before we do that, I want you to catch one thing in verse 1. And the writer starts, starts off by saying, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? And I bring that to your attention because what I want you to know he's asking here is a question that was very important at this particular time. And it's important because people worship all kinds of different gods. And many of the gods they worshiped at this time were gods that you would find in the mountains. And they would go to the mountains to worship these gods. So when he asks this question, we read over that quickly, but we need to understand in the culture and what was written, this was a huge question because most of culture was looking at these other gods for their help. And what we know from God's word is you're not getting help from a, any other God but God himself. And so he's asking that question to really resonate with them. Hey, where are you looking for your help? Is it up there in the mountains to all these other gods or is it to the one true God? So a very important question as we get into the message today. And he just reminds them help comes from God himself. So let's take a minute and let's begin to look at these verses and the help that we can get from God when we're going through struggles and difficulties. And the first thing I want you to understand is that God will offer us help and that he won't let you stumble. God will not let you stumble. Now I have to tell you, my first thought when I started processing this whole idea of stumbling was not a very spiritual thought. It actually is something that happened a couple months ago Early in the morning, I can't remember if it was one or two o'clock in the morning. I know this is going to surprise you because I look like I'm 25, but I'm really not. I'm 54, okay? And as you get older and older, you know to lay down in your bed at whatever time you go to bed and sleep all through the night and get up doesn't happen too much anymore. If you're not there yet, it's coming, but you have to go to the bathroom during the night. So I had to go to the bathroom this particular night. So I get out of my bed and I take a couple of steps, something I do sometimes multiple times during the night, and I kind of I'm out of it, but I'm walking along, I turn, and when I turned and took a step, my world got rocked because I had not cleared the door yet, pitch black dark, I turned and just bam, I ran smack into my door frame and it rocked my world. For a minute, I thought I'd split my face open, it knocked me back, I was totally confused, totally disoriented, and I started wondering, Danny, what did you just do? That's what came to my mind when I thought about this whole idea of God won't let us stumble. Why do I think that? Because I was tired and I was disoriented. And because of that, I ran into the door frame. And here's the deal. Life comes along and oftentimes things smack us. Problems, situations, struggles, things we need help with. 
And because we're tired, because we're confused, because we're disoriented, all of a sudden things fall apart on us. And here's the thing. When those situations come into our life where we need help, we have two choices. We can either take control of that or we can give control over to God. I would love to tell you as a campus pastor at Cedar Creek Church on Banks Mill Road that all the time when that time happens, I always pick to choose God and do what God wants me to do. I'm lying to you if I tell you that, so I'll be honest. Oftentimes, I don't choose that route, and I try to take over. Let me tell you what happens when I take over. Typically, I'll say something, I will act in some way, or things will just blow up that I really, really regret afterwards. So what am I talking about? I'll say, I'll do things at times that hurt myself. I get in that situation where I need God's help, but I don't consult God over. I try to take over and I hurt myself. Or oftentimes I can hurt other people in that process because of the way I act, because of the things I say in that time when I need help, I hurt other people. Or maybe sometimes I just make a bad choice. I do things that I regret Sometimes for some of us, when we're in that time of, of help and we don't seek God out, we become depressed and we become lonely. So there's a lot of different things that happen when you and I try to take over when we're in that time of help. But what I'm reminded of is God said, I'm not going to let you stumble. I'm going to be there for you. And that word stumble actually means to shake or to totter. And I started thinking about this because this morning I was walking around Kids Creek really early this morning in the preschool area, and I was watching some children who were just starting to learn. And one of the things in my mind went right to the message today. I'm watching them walk and they're very unstable. Some of them take two or three steps and they fall over. Some of them take two or three steps and they totter one way. They fall backwards. They fall forward and bust their head. They have all these different things that are happening, but because they are not stable, they're stumbling. They're teetering and they're tottering. And, and that's what came to my mind, that when things come our way that we need help with and we try to take control, we're like that child and we're shaky, and we're tottering, and it's never a good situation. And so it's just that picture of being knocked off balance. When life comes and those situations come, we get knocked off balance, we get scared, and things usually don't turn out very well when that happens. So here's what I want to ask you this morning. What's causing you to stumble today? Maybe I hit on something just a minute ago. Maybe I hit on that thing that you really need help with already, but maybe this morning you've got something else you're thinking about. But what is that thing today that you would say, Danny, I need help with that? And then what I would ask you this morning is this. How can you begin to rely on God to help you keep from stumbling? How can you begin to rely on God? I thought about a few things that I would share. One is seek him in his word. And listen, I know that this Bible was written a long, long time ago. But one of the things I can tell you, this Bible, if you will study it and you will begin to understand God's word and understand God's heart, is more relevant than anything you will ever pick up and you'll ever read. I don't know why it works that way. I don't know how God makes it work that way. But I know at the end of the day, this is still an incredibly relevant book if you will simply go to it and begin to seek God. And I can promise you as you do that, he's going to keep you from stumbling because you're going to know what he teaches and what his word says. Here's another thing you need to do. Not only know what it says, but trust it. And sometimes, I'll be honest, I have a problem with this. Because I know what it says, but it's hard for me to trust what it says enough to live my life in a way that it tells me to live. But as you and I know it and live it out and trust it, God helps us to keep from stumbling. Another thing I would encourage you to do is to simply pray. How long have you spent praying for that thing that you need help with today? 
Have you spent any time with it? Are you trying to handle it on your own? Is it a passing prayer? Is it a passing prayer need you give in your home group and then you move on? Or are you really praying, God, help? God, you promise in your word you're not gonna let me stumble. Help me understand what that means. Help me know what that's gonna look like. So are you really praying about that? And then the last thing I thought about is we just need to be obedient. When God tells us something in his word, we don't need to question it. I'm talking to me more than anybody else out here. I need to be obedient. I need to follow it and just, again, trust God to do what his word says. Because what I have found is that when I do that, God is faithful and he doesn't allow me to stumble. When I get in trouble is when Danny takes over and I try to run the show and it never turns out well. So the first thing I want to offer to you today is just the fact that God offers you help and the fact that he won't let you stumble. A second thing I want to offer to you today is this, that God stands beside you. The last part of verse 5 says this, the Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. I love this picture. Let me ask you this for a minute. What's one of the most valuable blessings when you're in need? When you have a need in your life, what is one of the most valuable blessings? I started thinking about that and I thought, well, sound advice is usually pretty good. When I have something I need help with, going to somebody that can give me sound advice is a, is a pretty helpful thing. I also want to go to somebody that's empathetic, that doesn't just say to me, Danny, get over it, man. This will be passed in a little while. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. That's not what I'm looking for. I need somebody that can empathize and sympathize with me and help me get through that. Or maybe somebody that's understanding, or maybe I just need somebody to come alongside and say, hey, have you thought about this resource? Have you thought about this particular thing to help you in the situation that you're in? All those are great things. But as I really started wrestling with this, I thought to myself, you know what is the most beneficial and the biggest blessing for me when I'm in a time of need and I need help? It's somebody to come alongside me. It's somebody that's in my corner that's going to stick with me no matter what the good, the bad, the ugly, the painful, that I know they're there because they love me and because they care about me. For me personally, that's what means the most. That's what is the biggest blessing, somebody that stands beside me. And I have to tell you this, and we talk about this and your ears may be bleeding this, but we have a solution for that at Cedar Creek Church for somebody to stand beside you. The staff wants to stand beside you as much as we can, but there's a lot of y'all, so understand that. The people that we want to stand beside you are in this thing called home group. Maybe you've heard about it, maybe you haven't. But I want to encourage you, if you're not in a home group, you need to get in a home group. For a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest ones are, one of the biggest reasons is because is you're going to go through things, you need people to stand with you. And if you're by yourself, you're going to suffer. As a pastor, it breaks my heart to watch people go through trials and struggles and difficulties and they have nobody to rely on. And then I go over here and I watch somebody who has that strong network, who's plugged into a home group and they go through these things and this family just crams themselves around them and loves them to death and helps them walk through that. And so you're gonna need that. So if you're not in a home group, I'm gonna encourage you, explore that, check that out, do something to get in a home group. Let us help you because you're gonna need it at some point and we have something to help with that so that you do have somebody to stand with you. But I wanna go on for a minute to verse five because a couple other things I want us to notice here. The first is we're told in this verse who we can count on to stand beside us. Listen closely. The Lord himself, listen to that. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord himself watches over you. So when you're going through those difficult situations, God is watching over you. He sees that. He's aware of that. I'll never forget 1991, Kelly and I got married. We went on our honeymoon to Jamaica. 
And one of the things we did one of the days we were there is we decided we wanted to go to the market. Well, the market was a short little boat ride from where we were staying to get to the market. So we thought, okay, this will be fun. So we sign up for this boat ride and we get out to the water and a gentleman comes up in a boat. Don't have a clue who he is. I wasn't sure the boat was going to get us from there to the market, looking at the condition of it, come introduces himself and said, I'm here to take you guys to the market. And I'm thinking, great. So Kelly and I look around and we realize we're it. We're the two that are going to the market with this guy. We don't know in his boat that I don't think is going to get us there. But we had faith in this guy. We jump in the boat with him and we take the ride over to the market. As we pull up to the market, we get ready to get out. And he says, now, let me tell you something. These people can be really, really pushy around here. I'm going to watch you and I'll know where you are at all times. You won't see me, but I will know where you are every step of the way. So we get out of the boat, and underneath my breath, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's such a liar. He's going to go over here and drink coffee or eat or do whatever. He's going to have no clue where we are. So we get out, and we start going through this market. Well, it's a typical travel hot spot, and so everywhere you go, they are just swarming on you, wanting you to buy stuff. But one of the things over and over and over again that morning I noticed is out of nowhere, we would see this guy show up. He would grab Kelly and me by the arms and he would take us and pull us out of there and take us to the next place. And we might have a couple good experiences and we get stuck again and he would show up again. Have no idea where that guy came from. I really have no clue. I look around, I wouldn't see him anywhere. And the next thing I know, boom, there he is. And he's there to help us. When I read this, that's what my mind went back to all the way to 1991. I thought that guy was watching us. He knew what was going on. God's watching you. He knows what's going on. Your situation, your struggle, your difficulty, that thing you need help with today, God is not so far off he doesn't see it. I promise you, he is watching everything that's going on. Even to the point he says here that he's our protective shade. And I love that picture because as our protective shade, what that means to me is that when life is beating down on us, whether it's because of a death, a worry, a problem, a fear, whatever it is you're going through, he's saying to you, I'm your protective shade. What's the importance of shade? I think about on a hot, hot summer's day when you're outside and you're working and you're working and you're working and you're overheating, how refreshing it is to step aside and to get under a shade tree or get in a building where there's shade and to have something to drink and to cool off and just to refresh for a few minutes. And what God's saying here is, that's what I want to do for you. I want to be that protective shade for you. When life is just hammering on you all the time and you feel like you can't go on, you can't go on. So just stop and rest in me. Come to me. Allow me to be what you're looking for. And just slow down and refresh in my presence and be reminded that I'm here. I'm not going to allow you to stumble, but I'm also going to stand beside you as well. You know, this brought back to me a memory many, many years ago when I was in student ministry in Pensacola, Florida. We were helping put a roof on a house, hot as all get out, heat index, 100 degrees hotter. I mean, just a really, really rough week to be putting a roof on. And I remember Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, I saw a, I think it's called Schwann's, the ice cream truck, coming down the street. I love ice cream now, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe he's coming to bring us ice cream. So he pulls up right in front of this house and he stops and he gets out and he calls us all off the roof, about a dozen of us. He swings open the back door of that truck. And what you're thinking is you got free ice cream. We did get free ice cream, but what he did better than that, he said, get in. And all of us got in the back of that truck and he closed the door. And for, listen, I'm not kidding you, for about 30 minutes, we got to hang out in the back of that ice cream truck when we are soaking wet from sweat 
just refreshing. Being in the shade, being in the cool. And when he opened that door up, we were all so invigorated, so ready to go back to work because we had slowed down and we had cooled off. Listen to me this morning. You're worn out and you're tired. You're tired of fighting that thing. You don't know what to do. You're exhausted. And what God's saying to you is, get in my truck, get in my word, get in my presence. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to be able to stand alongside you. I'm going to be able to go through this with you. And so this morning, I just want to ask you, will you slow down? Will you allow God to do that? You know, interestingly enough, verse six, he says, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. And when he says that right after talking about the protective shade that he offers, what he's referring to there is a a symbolism of just dangers, problems, situations, struggles. And he's saying those things aren't going to harm you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to walk with you through those as you face them. God offers us that same promise today. Don't do it on your own. I'm here. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to stand with you. So here's my question for you. What are you facing that you need God, the creator of this universe, a God who has no limits and no ends, what do you need him to stand beside you as you face? What would you say, God, I need you to stand with me? And how can you do that? I'll just tell you a few of these we talked about a minute ago. One is be obedient to his commands. Follow what God's God's word teaches. Let me share a a passage with you, a verse with you that I think is important because sometimes we want to minimize this. But obedience to God is huge. When we're in disobedience to God, it's a roadblock for him doing what he wants to do in our lives. Listen to this. This is Isaiah 59, verse 2. He says, it's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Maybe what you're going through right now, God's not working in and God's not doing the things he wants to do because you're not being obedient and you're being sinful toward him and he can't work and do the things he wants to do because you want to align your life with him. And he's not expecting perfection, but what he expects is an obedient heart to the best of our abilities that we're going to obey and we're going to follow him. And he'll meet you there as you do that. So I want to remind you being obedient to him to seek godly help. You know, one of the things I so appreciate about Cedar Creek Church is our care and counseling ministry. Few churches have care and counseling ministries and few churches have care and counseling ministries like we have here. And I love that because that's a place you can go to seek godly help for the things you go through. Because one of the things we never want to happen at Cedar Creek Church is for you to feel like you're alone because you're not alone. There are people that love you, people that care about you, people that are there for you. You just have to let us know you need help. That is a great tool, seeking that godly help. But God also has probably put other people in your life that love you, that care about you, that you're important to, that you need to reach out to and get their godly advice, get their godly help. Because again, God's going to stand and he's often going to do that through other people. And then the last thing I thought about is to just know his word. God will give guidance through his word. If you will read, if you will study, if you'll spend time here, God is going to order your steps is what scripture says about itself. He's going to order your steps. He's going to help you know what to do, but you've got to be willing to do that. So I want you to know this morning, first of all, God offers his help in the fact he won't let you stumble. He also stands beside you. And the final point I want to share is this, that God will keep you. And verse seven simply says, the Lord keeps you. For me, I started thinking about this whole idea of keeping, and we're going to talk about exactly what it means in a minute. But I thought about some guys I heard, some college students just this week, who were out in the woods, and they got too close to a mama bear and to her cub, and the mama bear tore them up. 
because they got too close. That mama bear was keeping her cub, was protecting her cub. And what I would say to you today, that's what God does for us. He's a fierce God. He's watching. He knows what's going on and he's going to watch over you. He's going to keep you according to his word. So let's talk about a little bit more about what that, that whole idea of keeping means. And it simply means to preserve, to guard, or to protect. So God's saying, I'm going to preserve, I'm going to guard you, I'm going to protect you. I want to be clear, though, in saying this, that in saying that to you, it doesn't mean that God's going to keep us from all, all harm and that it's going to be that we're going to live this real cushiony life. As you know, walking with Jesus is hard and you face trials and you face very, very tough things and you face persecutions. What it simply means is that he's going to allow us to live a well-armed life. And what I mean by that is when evil and distress and worries come into your life, what he's saying to us today is they're not gonna have victory in your life. God has the victory in your life. He's going to give you the power. He's going to help you get through that thing. And so what we don't have to do is worry about, are we going to experience victory? God's going to give you victory. So you may have to go through these tough things for a season, but what God's saying here is it's not going to harm you. You're going to have victory in the end over the thing that you're facing today. And I also want you to notice in those same verses that God talks about this whole idea of watching over us as we come and we go. And what that says to me is that God keeps us in everything we do. The big things, the small things, all the adventures we take, the enterprises we embark on, all of those things, being at home, be, wherever we are, God is going to keep us. God is going to be right there for us. And we need to understand that. And remember, even when it feels like he's not, he promises in his word, he's right there and he's guarding us. He's protecting us. He's helping us persevere. He's going to help you get through that thing that you face as hard as it may be and crazy as it may feel. So what are you facing today that you need God to keep you? What is that thing today that you're saying, you know what, God, I need to know you're there. I need to know that you're keeping me as I go through this. Maybe it's the misery of a divorce right now and you don't understand why it has to be that way and you don't understand where relief's gonna come from. Maybe it's caring for aging parents and you think, Danny, this is draining the life out of me. How do I continue to do this? Maybe it's facing a tough conversation that you know you need to have and you think, help, I don't know how to do this. Maybe it's stepping out in faith to do something. I remember talking to someone just recently who this was a big one. They needed to step out in faith to do something and shared it with a group of us and said, would you pray with me? And really scared about stepping out and doing this. But this individual decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out and do this. And it was so encouraging just recently to hear that this person stepped out and did that and how God used that. And I thought to myself, this individual just knew that God was going to, going to keep them and just was going to be obedient no matter what. So do you need to step out in faith and to do something? How can you begin to allow God to keep you? Just a few thoughts and I'm going to wrap up. First of all, I would challenge you to claim promises from his word. Again, I talked about this book a lot today, and I'm going to continue to talk about it. Know what God's Word teaches, and then claim promises. This is full of promises, and God is a promise keeper. He will never lie. He will never deceive you. If there's a promise in here for you from His Word, you can bank on the fact it's going to happen just like you said it's going to happen. So claim those promises that God has, and many of the things you need help with, this Bible is going to address, and it's going to give you some promises that you can lean on. Also remind yourself, and this is big for me, but remind myself every time I feel defeated that God does keep you and that God's watching over you. And I forget that a lot of times. But when I slow down and really ponder and remember, you know what? God's got this. 
He's going to keep me. He is watching over me. It offers me encouragement and offers me hope. Or what about this one, to memorize scripture related to your situation? Again, this scripture is very relevant today. So begin to learn, begin to memorize scripture, and you'll be surprised how many times God will call you back to that. And immediately you can start quoting scripture and how God will use that in your life. And then the last one that I talked about a minute ago, consult godly counsel. A lot of times we feel like we have to face things on our own. I think God would say to you, no, I've put people in your life to guide you and to lead you and to direct you. So go to those people that can provide you godly counsel. Here's what I want to wrap up with. We all face those situations where we need help, every single one of us. And what I would say to you again is God's watching and God's got you. The question is, will you allow him to do what he wants to and what he desires? Because we know this morning that he's not going to let you stumble. We know from this morning that he's going to stand beside you through whatever you face. And we know at the end of the day that God is also going to keep you as we keep our eyes on him. So this morning, I don't know if this message is for you. I don't know if this is a message for somebody in your world, but I want to ask you to spend some time this week mulling over Psalm 121, powerful, powerful Psalm of where God is when we're in need, when we need help where he is. And I would ask you to continue to read, pray over that because God wants to use that in your life and God may want to use that in someone else's life as well. So with that being said, would you pray with me? Father, I want to come to you and thank you for our time today. And Father, I just marvel that as many people as on the face of this earth, that you know what's happening in my life, that you know what's happening in every person's life sitting in this worship center and every single person's life that's watching on live stream today. You love us that much and you're that concerned and you care about us that much. And I simply say to you this morning, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. Thank you for your watch over us. And I just pray more than anything else that this morning, your word would speak to each one of us. We're in so many different places, but I pray you would just take the things that have been shared from your word and we would, you would plan them in our life, the things that we need to hear and the things that we need to begin to do in our own life. But thank you for your faithfulness to us. Father, this morning, I especially want to pray for the person who is listening, who may not know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, who may not have surrendered their life to you through your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, that's the beginning point of, of any kind of help of just realizing we're sinful and broken. There's a payment for our sin. It's called death. That if we die without your son, Jesus Christ, we're separated from all of eternity from you. But you offer us the gift, the gift of eternal life through Jesus. And I pray for that individual that they will find me. They'll find a staff member. They'll find someone in their life that they know is walking with Jesus. And Father, they will talk about beginning that relationship with Jesus because that's the foundation of all we're talking about today. But again, thank you for meeting us where we are. Thank you for helping us as we keep our eye on you. As we continue to obediently follow you, thank you for helping us. And Father, I thank you all of that that is motivated through your unconditional love for each one of us. Thank you again for meeting us where we are. Thanks for being here today. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.